Hello, my name is Justin Jeter. And I'm John Wilson. And this is not just another children's ministry podcast. We strive to engage children's ministry workers by equipping them through relevant content that helps grow their skills, confidence, and passion for apostolic children's ministry. Today, we are talking about curriculum. Such a fun word. I love it. It is a fun word. I love it. Anyways, today, our context, when we say curriculum, what we're talking about is the lesson plan that you're using. It helps you stay on point, helps you stay focused on the message that you're wanting to communicate in any given setting. So whatever that looks like, that is what curriculum is. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can get curriculum. The first one and the most obvious one is to purchase curriculum. A lot of people will go out to different places and and do that. And we'll dive into that in just a little bit. But there's another way that is probably the most uh, traditional or oldest way of doing it, I would say. And that's just coming up with it on your own, writing it, getting the Bible out and saying, all right, this is what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, you know, Justin, I wanted to just kind of dive into this just a little bit and discuss the difference between creating your own, writing your own curriculum, what that looks like, and then obviously going the route of, of simply purchasing it. Yeah, so um, we have, and both of us at times through our, our children's ministry, we have done both options. We have yeah, written our absolutely. own curriculum and we've also purchased curriculum. Um, we've purchased curriculum the last few years, but we've also have written curriculum over the course of time. Um, I think writing curriculum can be really daunting and challenging for a lot of people to think about, you know, um, having to do all the tasks and duties that come with children's ministry. And then on top of that, trying to write lessons in advance for, for teachers in your children's ministry. So um, we have some ideas of where writing your own curriculum could be beneficial. Um, and I think it comes down to um, short-term versus long-term writing your own curriculum. So short-term could be if you wanted a certain topic to be discussed that you can't find in typical curriculum. For example, put a focus on salvation. So you take a whole month and you talk about the plan of salvation. Uh, in, in an apostolic context, we're talking about repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. You could also, if you have a special event or a special Sunday coming up, um, like a kids' revival, and you're looking and you have a vision for that kids' revival to see kids get filled with the Holy Ghost, you could take a few Sundays, write some lessons on, on the Holy Ghost or on water baptism, and then you could be building up to that kids' revival or that Holy Ghost Sunday that you have where you're putting a big focus on it and you've been planting the seeds for that topic through these lessons. And um, and wherever you get your curriculum from, it's going to be pretty difficult to find uh, lessons or curriculum written for those specific topics. You know, when it comes to writing, I love what you're talking about there with the short-term curriculum, something that is very topical, especially for us being Pentecostals, apostolics. Um, I know something that I've done over the years in our church 
we do it and it's different every year sometimes it's spring sometimes it's summer sometimes it's fall but we do a like a 10 to 12 week period and we call it the absolute truths and these are topics that our children need to know they need to understand why they're different than their friends what makes us different so we, we spend a week and we talk about what it means to live holy uh, you know, we take another week, we talk about giving uh, with a cheerful heart, worshiping in spirit and in truth, that there is only one God, that the Bible is infallible. These are topics that you, you may not just casually, you know, go online, go on the internet and Google search and find a curriculum that covers those the way you want to cover those. So, so that's a, a good example that I would give of something that we've kind of came up with using the strengths of, of my writing team at my church and, and the people on my staff. And we'll kind of dive into that later, I think. Um, but that's just one of the examples of a time where writing it is is very effective for a short-term goal. But what about long-term? Uh, well, long-term goal, uh, you, for, I would imagine for most children's pastors, we just simply don't have the capacity to invest the amount of time it takes to write curriculum, to gather the content, to gather the resources to support the curriculum, uh, create digital content for it, things like that. Long-term wise, it can be, I mean, you could, you could burn out from writing your own curriculum if you don't have a large support staff to be able to help you with that. Um, I would say that you're at risk of burning out pretty quickly from it. So, uh, you know, that's where purchasing curriculum can definitely help support you and your children's ministry um, and being able to just stay on task and stay focused. A lot of those have, a lot of that purchase curriculum, you're either going to be looking at like topical, where they're breaking down truths of the Bible, uh, or they're going to be more chronological, or they're going through the Bible in a year or in a couple of years. You can look at that through scope and sequence. Uh, most curriculums online. They're going to show you their scope and sequence and how they're going to accomplish that mission or vision for that particular curriculum. You know, Justin, uh, another thing that kind of comes to mind here is the in inexperienced teacher versus the experienced teacher. And, and once again, what we're going to speak to on this podcast is our experience, the things that we have encountered over the combined almost 40 years of working in children's ministry. And I know for a fact that if I give uh, a 16 or 17 year old uh, something that's kind of short, it says, do this Bible story, make this point and take 45 minutes. They might just look at me uh, like a deer in the headlights and go, okay, I guess I'm playing a lot of games tonight. Right. Yeah. And, and obviously it, you want to be effective. You want to, we want to be as effective. We don't, have these children for a, a lot of time. So we need to take advantage of that time. So I would say for inexperienced teachers, a in most cases, purchasing a, a solid curriculum. I, in my church, we have used for the last several years, um, Pentecostal Publishing House's curriculum, the Discipleship Project, which, which ended last year. And now we have God's Word for Life. And it's great things, curriculums like that you can buy. It's nice because it gives them guides and it says, Hey, you could just hand it to that teacher, 
give them 45 minutes. And if they just look at the booklet, they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to survive. They're going to survive and they're going to get the point across. Um, whereas once again, if they're, if they're kind of inexperienced, that's the, that's the biggest thing that you could run into if you're kind of making or, or writing your own. But yeah. no matter what, no matter what you choose, uh, a priority has got to be bringing God's word to life. Agreed. No matter what we do, no matter what we do, we, we must make the Bible real. And it's got to be something that, that the children want to read, want to hear about. In order to do that, you have to come to your classes prepared. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if the curriculum was written by you or written by some publishing house. If you get in that classroom and it's the first time that you've looked at that material and you're reading the the story out of the booklet and and, and you're not using any voice inflections, you're not getting the kids involved with that lesson, you know, maybe you should have had props and, and you just didn't, oh man, I, I arrived five minutes before class started, I don't have time to grab any props. Make sure, and this is going to be a reoccurring thing throughout our podcast we're going to talk about, but make sure you come prepared because there is no substitute for prayer and preparation. When it comes to being a teacher. So so no curriculum is going to solve that for you. It's not possible. It, it, you have to make sure you are coming prepared. I just, I just want to make sure I kind of threw that in there, Justin. Awesome. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, I think that's also a something that uh, deters a lot of people from wanting to become Bible teachers or Sunday school teachers or working kids ministries because of the daunting task of explaining the Bible when sometimes they don't know it themselves. And now mm. you want me to explain it to a child? And so I think it's it's a challenge that we need to remind our, our volunteers, our teachers, that we've got to know this for ourselves, that we must first be disciples of Jesus Christ so that we can lead others and point others to Christ as well. And we do that through teaching and engaging with the Bible uh, with children. So let's keep moving on here. Uh, like where this is going. Um, let's talk through like our settings, the settings that we would use curriculum in. And I, I think there's, we can some, we can bring it down to two settings and two goals that we have for those settings. One is one goal is information. We're giving kids information. And that's going to be that small group or classroom setting where you're essentially teaching a Bible study to kids at a kid's level using life application, using object lessons, um, using props in a classroom setting. And you're trying to teach them a topic or get them to understand something out of the Bible. Another, the, the second setting or goal that we're trying to accomplish with curriculum is Inspiration. Inspiration to me is focused on the response, the altar call, the prayer aspect of that lesson. And that's going to look like children's church. Maybe in your children's ministry setting, you have a first, maybe you have Super Sunday. I've I've heard many of churches have Super Sundays where maybe that's like the first Sunday of the month. They call it Super Sunday and they have children's church. And so it is, it's focused on the response, it's focused on worship, it's focused on building faith and getting kids to respond to the Word of God. And I think 
having both is essential. Giving kids the opportunity to respond to the word and, and also the time to where we slow down and we teach the word and then teach kids how to apply the word to their life. I think both are important. Um, also, inspiration could be you know, could be the VBS. It could be um, a specific kid service that maybe it's a kid's takeover service or something like that. Um, so I think those are two types of, or two settings that we can apply curriculum to. And so when we're looking at those, we want to, uh, we want our curriculum to be adapted to those settings. Some curriculum providers already have content specific for children's church settings and where they can also be adapted to classroom settings. I would say for the most part, majority of curriculum providers are providing for the classroom setting, and that then can be adapted to a large group setting or more of that inspiration children's church type setting. Yeah, I also want to add that uh, as the leader, uh, you want to set your team up for success. So, so make sure whatever it is that you're giving them, you're familiar with it, that you, you've gone through it, and that you are making sure that they're they're presenting it in the most effective and proper way. So so if it's a person that's supposed to be teaching, like like you mentioned in that inspiration setting, that children's church setting, mm-hmm. that Super Sunday, that you're not giving them the textbook that has the classroom Sunday school class way of teaching because you're not necessarily setting them up for success. So that is your job as the leader in children's ministry, just make sure you're familiar with the curriculum that's being used and and make sure that you're setting your team up for success. I think this is really important. Yeah, agreed. So we're going to have some, we'll have some recommendations in the show notes. We'll put some links down there um, for some different children's ministry curriculum providers that have been around for a while, um, that are that are trusted and put out good content um, but we're going to take some time to talk about choosing how to choose curriculum. Um, and the reason why we think this is important to talk about is because a lot of times we, I've, I've been and I've talked to other children's pastors or children's directors of small churches and large churches, and they really don't, I don't know, they just don't seem to to think long-term about what curriculum they're getting. They just kind of pick something and do it. Um, or they have not given a choice in it, and they're just handed content saying here, you know, the, you know this isn't, a, this isn't a, a bash on anybody. It's just kind of the way that maybe that culture of that church works. And, and I don't know the inner workings sure. at all, but I've been, I've seen and, and I've witnessed cases where it's kind of just the pastor's wife or the pastor hands the children's director a stack of books and say, here's your curriculum for the year. And then they have to make, you know, they have to make do with it. Um, and so we want to give you some, some ideas to think through and some ways to approach purchasing curriculum. I know we have the beginning of the year coming up here soon as well. So a lot of people kind of renew their curriculum and think through what they're going to teach for next year for 2023 in this case. Um, so we're going to talk through some of those ways. Um, and, In referring back to episode one, where we talk about having a vision and mission for children's ministry, our curriculum that we choose should help move us closer to accomplishing the vision and mission of our children's ministry. 
So Amen. that curriculum should be grounded in truth, should be doctrinally sound. Um, and it's important. Why that's important is when our children know what they believe and why they believe it, they're going to be infinitely more likely to share their faith with their friends. Another reason um, is, an, is equipping the teachers with the right instructions to effectively and efficiently teach the lesson. And a lot of newer curriculums or curriculums that are starting to come out now are catching on to the benefit of connecting, uh, connecting church to home. And so now they're starting to provide a way to be able to connect the lesson that was taught on Sunday or Wednesday and helping engage parents with that lesson to provide with them either a take-home sheet or a take-home devotion that will support and engage them at home with the lesson that's being taught on Sundays, again, or Wednesdays. Yeah, you know, and when you're choosing that curriculum, Another thing you want to make sure that it does is it works to the strengths of your volunteers. You want to make sure, I, I, I touched on it earlier, I'm kind of rehashing it just a tad bit, but honestly, uh, if you have very experienced teachers, they're not going to need as much, likely. But if, if you're working with a team that is a hybrid of experienced or inexperienced, or extremely inexperienced, you, you need to have you know, your finger on the pulse of, of whatever it is that your team is, what makes your team up, and make sure you're, you are choosing your curriculum based on that. And also, the format that best fits your setting, the space that you have, the amount of rooms that you have. You know, it, it's not going to make a lot of sense to, to spend a lot of time trying to uh, set up and getting a curriculum that is designed around classroom teaching settings w when you are in a church that has only one room to to teach all the kids that are ages three through 11 or something like that. So you want to make sure that it fits what, what you have at your church. And the last thing here is budget money. It comes down to money. If you've made it this far into the podcast, I applaud you. And you're probably just now clapping your hands for the first time because curriculum is expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. And, and I'm not even going to tell you how much, I've spent in the last several years on curriculum, but it it's substantial, and and it is it's a huge investment. But is there anything better to invest in? I I, I can't really think of of anything that's more important than investing in our children and making sure that they are learning about the Word of God. Yes, um, I agree with that statement. Investment into the kids is is super important, but. Um... We know there are many of children's pastors and children's directors who their budget for the whole year is zero. They don't right. get a budget. Right. And, um, and there were times in my, and even being at this church that I'm currently at, that I've been at for eight years as the children's pastor, uh, there we didn't get a budget. There wasn't a budget for the ministries. You had to fundraise. You had to raise your own money to to be able to purchase curriculum. That's where a lot of like writing our own curriculum kind of came to be as well because 
well, we needed to spend money in other places just to kind of yeah. provide our kids with a good experience. So we chose to save money by writing curriculum. So yeah. yes, it's important. It's an investment, but there's a lot of churches out there who just simply don't have the budget to give for children's ministry for curriculum. Um, and so I would encourage you to um, look at some different options. There are, there are curriculum options out there that can purchase per size of your church. So if you are a church of 50 to 100 people, it's a lot less for your church to acquire curriculum from some really good high quality curriculum providers and editors than it would be for a larger church. Um, and so they, they, there's several out there who provide that for you. Um, there's also some out there. There's some ones called, there's high voltage kids. There's children's ministry deals online. Those two give some really good uh, discounted or it's very inexpensive. Um, and this would be a good option for, uh, for, again, a lot of churches that don't have a budget or have very little budget to spend on curriculum. And it's all digital as well. So it can be sent right to your, right to your email. You can print it off. You can edit it. And then you can send it to your teachers as needed. And just a quick word of caution. Anytime you're using something... We mentioned it earlier also. Make sure you know what's being taught in the classes. So if there ever is something that is not consistent with what we believe, you need to make sure that's not being taught. I, I've unfortunately seen people with the best intentions, they, they find a YouTube video or they, they, they find a, something online they printed out from Google. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> just make sure that you know exactly what is being taught in your classes. Yeah. That's definitely our responsibilities to make sure that we are we are accountable and responsible for what are what is being taught in the classrooms or what's being shown media or digital content wise. So, um, so we have several points here on. Hopefully, these things will give you some ideas and things to consider when choosing your curriculum. There's not a one size fits all. You need to find what works best for you, what your teachers can connect with, what engages your kids best. And so we encourage you to, to think through some of these things, write down some of these action items, um, and then as you approach into the next year, into um, 2023, that you are taking into consideration some of these things to continue to move your children's ministry forward. And we want to let you know, if you haven't yet, Please subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a five-star rating and review, please. Thank you for the one review and the 15 five-star hey, hey. five ratings that we've had so far, which we're super proud of. My mom informed me that she has listened to all, all of our episodes. And I didn't even have to go to her house and show her how to do it. I'm proud of her. Aww. Go, Go, mom. Aw. Probably... I love you. She probably just <laughs> continues to put it on repeat. And that's where we're getting all of our listens from is, is your mom. Yes. Thank Thanks. you, mom. I love you. Thanks, Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> so if you haven't yet, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate all those who are sharing our podcast. We feel the momentum is picking up with this. Um, so thank you for supporting this. Please continue to support the content and encourage more.